0: Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head Podcast. Digitized live from the
1: your company name here,
0: studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head Podcast with your hosts, Gordon and Don Abernathy.
1: What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the What's in Your Head Podcast. It's Wednesday, and we're back. We're consistently inconsistent. Speaking of consistently inconsistent, how are you doing tonight, Gordon?
0: I'm consistently inconsistent, but I'm actually doing well because uh, the Golden Knights are one game away. They are sweeping the Dallas Stars so far in the conference final. If we can score one more win, we may be facing, I'm thinking, Florida for the Stanley Cup.
1: This will be hockey presented to you by two cities where it's constantly over 90 degrees.
0: <laughs> they got the money. They can get the talent, obviously.
1: Ain't that the truth?
0: Well, there is the calorie sap, calorie sap, salary cap issue. But uh, and that's where Vegas has got a lot of records because, you know, there's the, what they've been able to do with a salary cap uh, their first year going to the finals. and
1: He said
2: salary cap.
1: That's what I thought. Celery. Gordon, can you turn your mic up a little bit? Because Mike's a little <coughs> hotter than you and both of you coming through the same channel. And I don't want to turn him down and turn you up every time. Test, test, test. Oh, wait a second. Actually, that, that their levels are about even with mine now. Mike, you talk a little Voice. Bit? See? Yo, dog. Perfect. What We're what all good. It? Yeah, what's up? How you doing, Mike? I'm back. It's been a couple back. of weeks, <laughs> but where, where, <laughs> how are you doing? Where'd you go?
2: I was on a couple of week hiatus doing good life is good things are working in a forward moving moving
0: so were you Depression. on a sabbatical for a couple of weeks
1: sure no that's i awesome. think sabbaticals usually involve a study and Correct. or uh life travel um relaxation mm-hmm. mike's been more playing the by proxy homesteader <laughs> oh that's right how how is life as a homesteader in Florida, Mike? There's lots of bugs. It's uh All right. Is it everything it cracked up to be? No. <laughs> and you're doing it by proxy. Yeah.
0: What do you mean by proxy?
1: He's doing it for other people.
0: Oh. Oh
1: shit. He had a family well, member. You know,
0: that's the practice round. So he figures out what gets fucked up and then he knows when he does it himself <laughs> what mistakes not to make.
1: Well, he had a family member who, much like ours, suffered from hurricane damage to a catastrophic level, actually worse than our, our father. Yeah. And they pretty much lost everything. Mm-hmm. And if I'm speaking out of turn, tell me to shut up, Mike. And so basically, this group. Did some looking around, and they actually found. Hey, we can actually get some undeveloped property and a a nice duplex, a multi, you know, a double, double extra wide. Put it up on foundation, kind of like our aunt did, and have a full basement the whole nine yards. But as I said, the land is undeveloped, which means no water, no electricity. Mm-hmm. And Mike's a plumber.
0: At least digging in dirt down there is easy. Except yeah. for it all fills back in.
1: Well, the problem is, That's how energy. deep were you digging, Mike?
0: But, what uh, is code?
1: <laughs> two feet. No. Yep. What so else were right. you digging? What else was I digging? Didn't you have to help assist when they were digging their well?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, how Let's see. Did,
0: do you have to go for a well there?
2: <laughs> the last two. Well, we didn't dig. Like a well company came in and drilled the well. Yeah. So Typical. they they put in the four inch sleeve and you know put in the concrete. Well, you need a round. pretty. Do you pay t-
0: a guy to walk around
2: with
1: a divining rod.
0: Well, there's yeah. water everywhere.
1: Yeah. You need a pretty tall fucking ladder to put the drill the well <laughs> in yourself. <laughs> yeah. If I was gonna do it, it would it
2: it it'd be I'd be pretty high up there and I would need a really I was say, really it's strong like drill. A- you but, know, that, but, uh, that
0: rig probably stands what fifteen, twenty feet high for that. Something bit. like
2: that. You know, yeah. you, I I've never seen like well drilling mm-hmm. done.
1: I've seen you know. it on a uh, homestead rescue, but you know somewhere <laughs> throughout time there was a redneck with a ladder and a post hole founder saying I got this, don't worry <laughs> about
2: it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean um you know, it, it's it's going good. I mean, it's it sucks that it's this time of the year mm-hmm. when it starts to creep into summer and rainy season. And you saying it's swamp ass season? Well, yeah, and the love bugs are out fucking. So, Sand, mosquitoes, you know, and the skeeters and all that. But yeah, I mean, we dropped a hundred and what did we drop? One hundred and ten feet of. Uh, inch and a quarter pvc down into a four inch sleeve with a uh, like a 35 pound well, maybe 30 30 pound pump um How many horse at the end of it? it one horse one horse so if i take that to my one body horse body. and uh we dropped that down we did that uh not last weekend but the weekend before we did that and uh we dug 200 foot roughly 100 foot, uh, two foot deep trenches to run the well, uh, one inch piping all the way up to the house for the well equipment. Mm -hmm. And um, the uh, wonderful county that my family decided to purchase in said, hey, we'll do you solid. And if you dig the well and put the con or dig the, the trench and put the conduit in yourself, you get a discount. So. We already had this to have the machines.
0: On the permit?
2: No, no, no. On the uh if they had to do it, it was extra. It's mm-hmm. it's a so government if, job. Well, <laughs> yeah. I work in construction,
0: yeah. so I'm trying to figure the angle.
2: Yeah, so if we put in the conduit and and dug the trench and put it all the because they didn't want to do it overhead. So they decided to spend the extra money to go underground and so
0: the county's responsible for the water there? No water rights?
2: No, no, no. This is the conduit oh. for the electrical.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So it was a two inch conduit pipe run from the pole all the way up to the house. And um yeah, they basically said you'll get a discount you, if you guys do that. So You didn't prime that pipe, did you?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was crazy. That water pipe had to have primer on it, but electrical is just the glue. You know? Yeah.
2: I I I well I mean stick and water- twist water piping well i mean the biggest difference with that is that water piping is under pressure and Mm -hmm. conduits not so um but yeah you know that's uh what 200 feet plus another 110 feet so 310 feet total of piping we did last was it not this past saturday but saturday before and uh this past saturday we started um uh building the framework for the subframe for the garage oh there you go so we put in, uh, I convinced him to buy a gas-powered auger as opposed to nice. a pulse hole digger.
1: Oh, yeah. That's that's a world of difference. Yeah,
2: especially when you're dropping, you know, two-foot, four-by-fours, you know, at least a foot and a half down into the ground. You know, and you've got, I think we counted
0: 21 of them that we have to do. So. Are you yeah. putting sauna tubes in for your <clears throat> footers or? Huh? You doing sauna tubes and footers, or is this direct burial? Direct burial,
2: really? Yeah,
0: it's all pressure treat,
2: ready to go. So, I mean, but the I plan was thinking is of
0: the footers from a wind standpoint. Even my, um, even my patio cover had to have footers. They're twenty seven inches deep.
2: Well, here's the thing with, like Podunk,
0: <laughs>
1: sorry, I this. asked. I'm sorry. No, it's not You're, that. It's just we're all into this. But I'm thinking our audience is like, I didn't tune in. To figure out hot construction talking. Down to the, the code head standards head. of tubes, how much concrete and how much rebar well, you lay to tie it all together. Well, just call
2: me well, curious. kind of, you know, taking a step back. Here's the thing with podunk counties in Florida is it's one of those things where you go, hey, do I need a permit for this? And they go.
1: I got the answer for that. It all depends on how tall the trees are that border your property. There you go. If they can't see it, there's nothing wrong. There you go. So,
2: um, so yeah, I mean, we're just kind of putting it together. I mean, we're doing it right, but, I mean, we're just kind of doing it as um, inexpensively as possible.
0: Nope, that makes sense. So. So, So I it'll be strong, it'll be
2: strong and rigid once it, you know, once it's all just got to slap and say it ain't
0: going anywhere, right?
2: Exactly. I think we're going to probably dig out some of the outer posts and do a little bit of concrete filler. Um, that way, uh, everything's kind of nice and tucked in there. So, but yeah, that's that's been my last two Saturdays, and we've been done by between 12 and two o'clock on Saturday. And then by the time I get home, I unload my truck, I take a shower, and Pass the I, have, fuck out. I have a beer, I have some food, and then I'm done for the rest of the day. I'm out.
1: Speaking you know, of right. beer and food, it's been a while yeah, we since got a I've a big beer beer and food weekend coming up. It's been a while since I had a bottle of larceny up in this piece. I've been drinking the $9 wine. And Carrie mentioned she wanted some ice cream before, uh, before I went on the air, and I just got home from the gym. You ever kind of get quietly shamed by the guy in front of you at the grocery store checkout line. <laughs> For buying ice cream? So I went to the, the liquor store and got a new bottle of Larceny, which, by the way, apparently Larceny has a new brand out called uh, Barrel Proof. The shit's $80 a bottle. I went with the old school stuff. It's $30 a bottle, but I'm wondering what the hell the difference between the new Barrel Proof and the other one, but that's neither here nor there.
0: I thought it was going to be called something like Shoplifting,
1: yeah. And so I went over to I, I put the larceny in the truck and I and I waddled over to Publix to get some ice cream. And why did you waddle? Because I'm fat, and that's what fat people do. We waddle. And so I waddled over don't, to Publix. I went down don't the don't ice even, cream aisle. Don't and, even say that. I and, don't hear shit. <laughs>
0: that's some fucking body dysmorphia you got going over there, dude.
1: And well. You don't see the YouTube videos before I edit them. <laughs> you want to? You, you want to through a skinny filter? It wasn't until I started editing YouTube videos that I realized how loud of a breather I am, well, that's and just our face and trait. Uh, how much weight I've gained since I since you know 2022. But anyhow, I waddled down to the aisle to get ice cream, and it was buy one get one free, so I got that I had to get two of those, of course, <clears throat> and uh, some of that chocolate shit you put on top that hardens into the ice cream shell.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: And then, of course, I had to get a Mountain Dew to drink on the way home, but then I also had to get a Coke to mix my larceny with. And so I go in line, I set down two things of ice cream, some chocolate shell, a Mountain Dew, and a, and a Coke. And Here's guy, my order of diabetes. The guy in front of me has <laughs> kale, salad mix, a thing of tomatoes, a thing of carrots, some like... Smart water, and I'm thinking, yeah, he's got all this diet yeah, stuff. But, and you know, I bought a soda to drink home until I got to my other soda that I was mixing with my bourbon that I'm about to drink <laughs> I, after going to the gym for recently. 30 minutes.
0: I don't think you have to worry. I was there recently, I think I was at the Walmart on Cleveland and something or other.
1: And let's just say the shape of the people around there. Oh, you're talking about you um in Walmart, yeah, you're in North Fort Myers, yeah, it was a little um weeble wobbly dude it's it's insane when it's common occurrence for 30 year olds to use the rascal scooters that's a fucking problem yeah believe me we got it here yeah because you see all the fat fucks in the midwest heading not that way and we're not talking about your daily fat fucks we're talking about the people that were like didn't get approved to go on my 600 pound life to talk to dr nazardam those cats are around everywhere and it's insane I was watching a clip mike you you're in the um you're a weakened warrior, you're in the Army National Guard, or was it the reserves guard so you went through boot camp and all that and had to meet physical physical standards. The Army is having a long time ago, yes <laughs> the army is having was, having was having was having such a difficult time not getting people to enlist but meeting the p t standards for base model before you get into boot camp yeah. And they're Was having they a problem with the, the girl standards. No, they didn't lower their standards, but here's what they did. They <coughs> figure we, we need people, you know, last year, or I think last year or 2022, they only got 75% of their needed new recruits, but here's what they did. Um, not only the PT side of it, but the academic meeting the minimum test scores. Oh, Obviously no. this isn't the army of, of yesteryear. We had to learn how to read a map. There's a lot more, <laughs> you know, technical aspects and, you know, i'm sure math requirements are quite up there so they actually started one plus
0: one is chair
1: they started a pre-boot camp now they have what they people affectionately call the army fat camp and the army academic camp and so like if you don't meet the physical or the intellectual standards to actually enlist at the um, recruitment center they actually send you to this pre-army camp where they work you got 90 days to get within like I don't know six pounds of the minimum requirement or 90 days to get in within the to meet the academic standard, and they've actually had success by pushing these kids through a pre boot camp to get them to lose the weight. And so that when they go into boot camp, they're still at the minimum standard, but they've already lost 30, 40 pounds and they've kind of already got a regimen built. Show. See, I would watch
0: that reality show, they need to put that out there. Yeah, we we
2: kind of had I wouldn't consider it that because it it was across the board everybody went through it but we cut we had something called uh the recruit sustainment program yeah and that was prior to going to basic and all that stuff so you were assigned a unit an rsp unit that you would go to and train with and you would train just like they did in basic and and um and uh you wouldn't, you know. I mean, it was all just the basic fundamentals, marksmanship, and stuff like that. You know, you wouldn't. When I did it, we, you didn't, we didn't go down to the range or anything like that. But we did lay and nav, and we did um, uh, rappelling, and you know, all the all the the basics. You know, that you would kind of go through. Um, <clears throat> how to fold? Um,
0: you know, Ranger it does hospital stuff corners and, on your your cot. Well. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> The hospital corner thing, that was a little bit, Before a little bit more time. challenging because when we when we stayed, we just you know, because we stayed overnight, you know, for a few nights. And um <clears throat> Is there a difference between stayed... hospital
1: corners and mental hospital corners? Yeah, yeah the mental
0: mind. hospital corners belong to the Marines. Yeah. Um which I was almost one, so
2: but yeah, it it was it's... kind of the it's kinda of like that. I mean, you kind of get the basic fundamentals of it and you get mentally and physically prepared for go into training and then once you're out of training you kind of go back to rsp until you are sent directly to your unit so that that all depends on how you sign up and and things like that so
1: well the interesting aspect to it is they've kind of reevaluated their views on pt in training yeah and i don't know i don't think they made this change in boot camp they made the change in the pre-boot camp and they realized there is a complete different algorithm to weight loss within ninety days than basic, basic, than standard basic training. And one of the things they actually focus on more, because obviously basic training, they're trying to get you conditioned, plus get you to operate functionally in insanity, trying to create the confusion and insanity of perhaps a battle scenario. That's why they have all it's the craziness. Stress going on.
0: inoculation. <laughs>
1: But one of the things they do at the fat camp, their words, not mine, is they actually require them to get more sleep because modern day fitness studies shows that weight loss and sleep go hand in hand and and you cannot lose weight healthily when you're sleep deprived. And so they actually make them get more sleep. An interesting thing is the, the army code, according to this 60 minutes thing I watched, they can't tell their guys what to eat and what not to eat in fat camp they got to give them their freedom so they have food on a color scale you know i think it was like green yellow red red's you know it's not horrible but it's the highest caloric intake out of everything else it's and all the
0: fried food and the carbs
1: and it's not quite that bad but out of the options are given them you know they can't just say here's kale and, and lettuce go sick they got to give them some other options but they kind of kind of work on their life choices and you know okay i'm going to eat two greens and a yellow for breakfast but maybe one green or red and you know three greens and a red for dinner so they can kind of calculate take responsibility for the action still have the freedom to consume what they want a little bit but kind of learn how to eat do it in moderation it's all four motherfucker now Reverse.
2: That, now something like that makes sense pre mm-hmm. um you know to do that stuff like pre-boot camp and or basic training or whatever because you have to, you know, you're you're being trained, you know, mentally and physically in that, in those environments and in those situations, because when you're in the field or when you're downrange, you you know, sleep doesn't fucking exist. Yeah, I mean, Ron can attest to that. Even, you know, and uh, you know, fine to do that for losing weight but i hope they keep that where it needs to be and don't try to implement that any further on down in the training process. i'm sure they do no, i think the reason they a...
1: phase them into it is because yeah, these are going to be people who already have a deficit in um physical ther- physical fitness regimen and self-motivation and so i think it's kind of like tape pulling that band-aid off slowly so they kind of get them through that precipice uh, before they get into boot camp because i mean let's yeah. be honest but you know better than i do but when when you enlist in the armed services, most people will start eating right before going into boot camp because they said, okay, before boot camp, you got to weigh X amount. So you'll see the young kids mm-hmm. running around your neighborhood with their mm-hmm. army shirt on them, mar- you know, the recruiting shirt, and they're, they're doing their pre boot camp fitness. And so they're kind of the, the fat camp, I think they're kind of bringing them up to hopefully the level which the other pre boot camp are going their physical fitness so that when they go into boot camp, yeah, that extra sleep will be taken away. But they don't want them to go into boot camp completely fucking annihilated because they just had 90 days of no sleep and shitty t- meals. So I think they're kind of bringing them, they're, they're bringing them to that transition point in a quickest way but healthiest way possible so that do- they don't go into boot camp at a physical deficit because then they'll just wash out.
2: Yeah, and that's, that's an interesting process too because if you fail any part of any, any testing or anything like that or your, your marksmanship or anything, you get rolled. And you end up getting rolled to the next class. And when you get rolled to the next class, that's another eight weeks added on top of what you already just did. And if you don't cut make the cut, I I talked to guys when I was doing like cleanup rounds in like the commander's office and stuff like that, doing details that um, they had been on base for nine months wow. trying to get out. So, just waiting. So waiting to get out. Even if you mm-hmm.
1: fail, you don't get discharged. You just get rolled into another
0: You keep rolling. Even if you, know, if if you fail force. like
2: like if you fail at marksmanship and, and you don't get I forget what the what the uh classifications are, but if you don't get the minimum, which I think is like maybe thirty or maybe twenty-eight out of forty or thirty-two out of forty or something like that shots. And if you don't get those shots down range and you fail Marksmanship, then you end up getting rolled to the next class and you have to do basic training basically all over again. Now, you have an advantage to an extent because you've already done all this shit, but. Soldier you know, must hit between just,
1: 23 to 29 targets. Those who do not meet the minimum of 23 are considered unqualified. Oh, it's 23. Okay. Between 23 uh, wh- and 29. Yeah, but where do they got to hit
0: within the.
1: That's 100 yards, ain't it?
0: Yeah, but do you just hit the target or do you have to it's, hit
2: like You've got 25 meters, mm-hmm. um, 75 meters, I think 150 meters, and then 300 meters. I think that's the scale. But I remember distinctly your 25 meters and your 300 meters. Your 300 meters were... That's where you got to get the dope book out and everything, huh? I mean, you, because the way that they teach you, because they, they tell you, know, don't, don't focus on that Kentucky windage or anything like that. That's what they call it. Yeah. And, and, you know, you got to focus, you really got to like, you know, they're very tedious about that kind of shit about zeroing and grouping. And when you're trying to hit a 300 meter target, you know, don't aim right directly at the head silhouette you know aim above it and yep. you know account for left. drop and and all that shit so your holdovers basically <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> i not not to pat myself on the back but i think i got 36 out of 40 nice on one of, on one of my last
1: It was funny we were talking about on the what's the skull but the other day we we're talking about the navy ice cream barge where they spent a million dollars making a barge to produce ice cream for apparently any naval ship during the war that was larger than a battleship already had onboard ice cream manufacturing facility who knew but they spent the million dollars to commandeer <laughs> a concrete uh, barge to push with a tugboat to make 500 gallons a day for ice cream for people on ships smaller than the size of a battleship. But I was looking at a photo, and it's a bunch of Marines they are sending around an Orlikan. An Orlikan was originally a Swedish-manufactured gun at the end of World War One, and you see them on the battleships. they got the big-ass springs on the front, mm-hmm. and then they have the steel plate for a little bit of flak protection for the gunner, and, and on it, as Mike was saying, Kentucky Windage and all that said, don't forget to lead the jap. <laughs> I mean, when you're shooting at those aircraft, you got to lead the target so they fly into it. You can't aim at the target. You got to kind of guess the speed in which they're traveling and and lead it at X amount of distance so that they fly into the flak and, and hit it.
2: Yeah, yeah. You have to like uh, account for their speed, wind your windage, mm-hmm. their windage, and then you Altitude. have to adjust, you know, 8, 12, 15 inches out ahead of what you're aiming at just to, and that's it's the same thing with you know firing a rifle down range
1: i saw a it's, great meme that said iron sights is the gun equivalent to a standard transmission and <laughs> <As if> people <laughs> can't do it yep you know with age comes experience with experience comes wisdom and as you all probably know desantis is announced or is announcing tonight he's running for president and everybody already knew this no big deal and no, so you just
0: get the orange guy to step away.
1: And so, well, the problem is, is the Democrats and the orange guy, Repo- the MAGA Republicans, are going after DeSantis because they know of that he's, he's he's probably a better better opportunity. So for the last few months, if you're paying attention to any news, or he's like, done some stupid stuff. It's like, why are you doing this now? Exactly. And so you're seeing all these stories and shit. All oh, DeSantis <laughs> is doing this. Well, some of the stuff they're they're pinning on him. It's it's policy been written like the thing about. Oh, DeSantis is made up where if you want to talk shit about the, the government, you have to register. No, that wasn't him. I read the story. It's another crazy Florida Republican that DeSantis supported a bill of his in the past. Didn't say he supported this bill, but because he supported another piece of legislation this nutball wrote in the past, they're putting the headlines that DeSantis has came up with this bill where you have to register to talk shit about. And so, It seems like
0: you should be able to sue for... Um... Defamation? defamation of character on this, something like that did you see
2: the video who was it that posted it on twitter um shit what the hell's his name he got fired from fox
1: oh tucker carlson tucker
2: Carlson. Tuckler. tucker yeah did you see the video that he posted about um uh santos no not santos but like it was his comeback video
1: oh about the media and how you can't yeah 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 and, you know i was i was thinking about that i mean you know Hold hold that thought because that can yeah. go to a whole other discussion. Literally, keep put a pen on that because we'll get to that here in a minute. Because it'll lead into kind of what I'm talking about too. And so you see all these news articles. Laurel oh, DeSantis is using to- wants to use toxic waste to pave the roads. Well, apparently we have a lot of phosphate mines and there's some or some um, residual materials left over to processing that could be used as aggregate or whatever in blacktop. And some people say it's radioactive. And so of course they got to put that in the smear campaigns. And so you, you see it come from both ways. But then I saw this, this story, and it said, uh, because one of the things that's happening, WACP has put out travel warnings to people because, you know, Florida's so racist, and the LGBT community put out travel restrictions because we're anti-gay, but we have Key West, Orlando, and South Beach, which are the three most high, outside of California, probably the biggest population of openly gay you know, gay comedians, which we don't care in Florida, They, we welcome them, so it's so funny that they say all this insanity, but on that same line, I think it was, uh, it was Rolling Stone or the like, Maynard from Tool does drag show during performance in Florida as an FU to DeSantis' new anti-LGBT blah 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 policies. And I'm sure you're a young cat. Maybe you're in 2030s. Your first question is, who's Maynard from Tool? But after you look it up, you're like, yeah, stick it to the man. But see, I'm an old fuck. I've seen some things. I've been some places. (laughs) And I was at Lollapalooza in 1997. And even though I was at the back of the Polaris Amphitheater in Lollapalooza in 1997 in Columbus, Ohio, I saw Tool and up on stage, I was like, why is Maynard dressing like Madonna? That's right. He had a face-painted white, long ponytail, a bustier with boobs. So, nice try. I'm sure, yes, he probably said some things about DeSantis, but in my mind, when a performer is doing something that they've been doing for the last 30 years as part of their performance art, it's not it exactly count. a fuck you to DeSantis. He's, and if you actually go Google Tool 1997, you'll see photos of him and all the La wearing the bustier, the fake boobs, and the ponytail. So, it's, like, it's a nice try, but he's been doing this shit for 30 years, so it doesn't count. Well, we were, you know, I was discussing
2: this with a coworker today, kind of on the same basis where if you think about like comedians as are the perfect example, the comedians out there will say the most racist, homophobic, transphobic, anti-government kind of fucking shit. And, you know, you got people out there that take them so seriously, but it's you can't take them seriously they're just, it's, it's all joking. And, you know, we were talking about stuff like, you know, people say stuff 30 years ago, like Eddie Murphy or, 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 you know, something like that. And at that time, those things were acceptable to say. So you can't condemn somebody now for something the past. that you yeah, right. You can't condemn somebody now for something that they did or said 30 years ago, even so yeah.
1: are you giving me a pass as a 45-year-old white guy who grew up in the 90s that I'm allowed to sing every word to DMX's uh, <laughs> Ruff Riders anthem at the gym out loud? Or do I still need to stop at the first word of the first verse and the first line? No, you probably still need to stop at the first <laughs> word
2: at the first verse on the first line. yeah Based on today's standards, yes.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Every once in a while, I don't know why, but every once in a while in Pandora, uh, an edited version of a song will pop up And that's not a good one to bleep out because every other syllable is bleeped out. I mean, literally the first word. If you don't blame me, Google "Rough Riders Anthem" by DMX. The very first. And I wore that CD out in the '90s. I drove around my windows down, singing every goddamn word of that song. But now, if I would admit that, I could be canceled because he admitted to saying that. Well, you just it was in our music. Yeah, you're gonna get canceled. It's it's music,
2: but here's the problem: you're you're a middle-aged cisgendered white man you know basically claiming that you've said something like
1: that so now now you're the asshole but here's a fun thought experiment i want to find one of these ai photo generators that generates pictures based off of what you type in and i want to type up gordon mine's childhood we're going to leave out the, the city and state where we grew up, but we're going to put in all the things that we've witnessed and experienced.
0: You didn't see motor not mobile home, though.
1: No, just low income housing. There you go. Welfare, food stamps, cheese, spousal abuse. Um, as I got into high school, I had a friend of mine, his brother's gun down on OSU campus. Uh, moved down here. Carrie's mom's house was shot up in a drive by shooting. Um, Got a buddy that was murdered. I have a buddy that was murdered. I have another friend that was shot. And what I'm getting to is if I wrote our childhood into one of those image generators, I can almost guarantee you 83% of the visual representation of that child would probably be drawn in a minority figure because the way the media want people nowadays to think that if you're white, you have privilege, but once again, if you're typing in our childhood, just the facts into these generator, I can guarantee you that the child image representing me or Gordon would probably be some minority base because the truth is most of that shit is more based on income level and less on race.
0: You know, it'd be creepy as if you did that and our AI generator version of what we look like popped up. Yeah. <laughs> That'd
1: well, be scary. Well, it's it's kind of like this. <clears throat> we grew up skateboarding. We grew up mm-hmm. poor. We grew up having beater cars. How many times did you get pulled over and have the cops sit you in the back of their car because they thought you had drugs in your car until you got to a station in life where you bought your first brand new car? It once. It happened to me in California for driving poor Newport Beach. Happened to me in Kentucky when Johnny and I got pulled over. What I'm saying is when we had beater cars with skateboard well, on, stickers hold on, hold on. and band Wait. stickers, we got treated the same way with the assumption of guilt and what are you up to? Because let's be honest, poor people tend not to drive with car insurance. I had car insurance off and on for the first 15 years. I couldn't afford insurance consistently, so it's probably a good assumption on their part. And um, off the times. Of the, out
0: of those incident, instances, Mm-hmm. How, often, how many times did you have a Juggalo sticker on your car or Hatchet Man? Every fucking time,
1: even when I I got pulled, uh, well, once again, it's it's a perception of the police based (laughs) on what I looked like, the representation of my car, and what I put out there. Meaning,
0: juggalos were on an FBI watch list.
1: Yeah, up until I got my Cavalier, not my Cavalier, my Colorado. Even when I first moved down here, I took a the 3M reflective sticker that we used on ambulances and made a hatchet man and put it on the back of the Firebird. And one of the last times I got pulled over, the cop made reference to that sticker. He was surprised seeing me because now I'm in my mid to late 30s and, you know, I have don't dress the same way as I did. And not only that, but I'm an OG juggalo. We didn't dress like the, the crazy fucks did in the mid-2000s. You look like fucking Marilyn Manson dropouts. Uh, we had a little more class. <laughs> <laughs> just a little wow, bit. Wow! Can you
0: actually say that?
1: Yes. If you look at the the fat kids and the the horrible jinkos and the, just the goofy ass clothes in the, like 2008, like look up 2008 Juggalo and then go back and watch Chicken Hunting from 1996. Completely different fashion sense. Did they have jenko jenko jeans in 2008? Well, they wore their knockoff equivalents of them. They look I like they look like fat kid Goth kids.
0: At a mall the other day.
1: And they're all having the fishnets on and all that shit. And go back and watch Chicken Hunting, the original video, and it just looks like a bunch of skateboard kids.
0: Speaking of fashion, I was at a Target last weekend. hmm Saw a sign in the women's section that said, 94 is baggy.
1: hmm
0: So, yes.
1: I was the, on <laughs> my trip to Publix tonight because I took a shower <laughs> after the gym. I put on my Hurley sweatpants. And I went full I went full 1985 Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I pulled my Do you sweat have a fanny pack on, too? No, I pulled my sweatpants up over my calves and right under my knees. I think we wore them back in the 80s and mid-90s from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey.
0: Well, you probably blended right in
1: now. Almost look like how you wore... Um this going to be problematic. No, he just needs pit vipers. You know the, the pants room. young boys wore in a mid 1800s that came below their knees i have a word it starts with an N N end knickers knickers yeah <laughs> my sweatpants like that i almost like i i look like oliver twist but uh yeah so as i was saying earlier you know the, the media is coming out you know naacp is coming out with their anti-travel advisory to florida because you know it's it's like fucking Jim Crow South down here. We're just horrible to minorities, which I want to find some time and do some TikTok videos where I just run into random minorities in the street and say, how do you how do you feel living in Florida? And my suspicion is going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? We're, we're fine down here. But Florida is really good at trolling.
0: Make sure you have a case of Bud Light in your hand. You may get a different answer.
1: Florida is doubling down on their trolling. So after three special interest groups put out travel advisories telling people not to come to Florida, Rick Scott, of all people. Senator Rick Scott, Dateline. Where's the Dateline on this website? I don't know. Channel News 8 out of Tampa, I think. Dateline, we'll just say it today. No, it is today. No, yesterday. Dateline, May 23rd. Senator Rick Scott issues travel advisories warning Florida is openly hostile towards socialists. <laughs> Well, this is fantastic. openly
0: hostile to all socialists.
2: But- Tampa,
1: Florida. Republican Senator Rick Scott issued travel, because they're trolling, <laughs> f- formal travel advisory Tuesday warning that the state of Florida is openly hostile towards socialists, communists, and those who enable them. In an announcement, Scott said that the advisory is directed response to the Biden am- am- administration's attempt to erase capitalism in the system that has brought... Prosperity to Florida. Before traveling to Florida, please understand that the state of Florida devalues the marginalized and contributions of the challenges faced by socialists and others who work in the Biden administration, the <laughs> advisory states. Scott added, Any attempt to spread the, quote, <coughs> oppression of p- poverty and socialim- socialism always brings would be rebuffed by Florida residents. The former governor turned. Sen- Turn, uh, Florida governor-turned-senator said attempts to spread socialism in North Florida would be met with laughter and mockery. He added that the situation would be, quote, far from dangerous, quote, in parts Aww, of Central f- and South Florida <laughs> whose residents learned, quote, uh, the very good point, in parts of Central and South Florida whose residents learned the horrors of socialism from Cuba, Venezuela, and other Central and South American immigrants, couldn't be further from the truth. I tell you, I've met a lot of people here
0: from Cuba and also uh, from Eastern Bloc nations mm-hmm. who were there during the communist and socialist regimes. And every one of them, except for the one, cause there's always one so, who says it wasn't that bad,
1: uh, said, yeah, it's horrible. I'm guessing the one it's who said it wasn't that bad's about 28 and a half. No, she's our age. But she left when she was young. Well, there so. you go. Apparently, none of her parents were ever taken as political prisoners. Apparently not. Speaking of change in policy, Ooh. this a little segment we call News of the No Shit. Positive marijuana test following ac- workplace accidents, the highest of 25 years. Is this nationwide or... The year 2022 marked the year that drug test administration after workplace accidents showing positive results for marijuana reached the highest level in 25 years, according Ooh, to the recent
0: system for 30 days. The
1: recent Quest Diagnostics analyst, the Quest Diagnostics system, uh, uh, unveiled Thursday, showed the positive marijuana urine test after workplace accidents among the general U.S. workforce hit 7.3 percent last year in 2021. It was significantly lower. at, I'm sorry. It rose 7.3 last year, and in 2021, it was significantly lower at 6.7. For the entire analysis, Quest Diagnostic looked at more than 10.6 million drug test results. The results, which had a time frame of January to December 2022, came from urine, hair, and oral fluid drug tests. The higher percentage of the correspondence with the move by some states to make usage of marijuana legal the workplace drug testing provider suggested, once again, coming from the news of no shit. What I don't get. Now you know
0: who would have the type of person who would have a, a really would benefit from a, a the hair s- sample version? Because it, it basically locks in your hair for however long your hair is. There's people
1: with that disease where they have absolutely no Alopecia body hair. Alopecia. Alopecia. <laughs> yeah. Alopecia Go for it. You know, it's crazy because, you know, down here in Florida, it's not recreational yet. It's medical, but kind of the medically uh, recreational, the, the agreement we all agreed upon was we're going to treat marijuana the same as alcohol, <laughs> but I don't know the, as many people that openly drink on the way to work, I cannot believe how many times I'm rolling down the gas station or driving down the street, heading to work in the morning and
3: Catching people are just
1: clam-baking their cars. Oh, yeah. But here's my question, <clears throat> and I would love to know if this has ever happened to anybody. If it has, email us, info at dhype410.com. I have been behind people where my AC is on blast, and now my car smells like I just burnt one down. Has like, <laughs> anybody ever been recently? pulled over by a cop, and a cop's like, hmm, what's going on in here? Nothing, sir. That was the car in front of me. Sure it was. And then you got to go through the whole process of being sat in their car for 20 minutes as they look for your car, which has nothing in it. But it happens so many times where I'm walking through a parking lot or driving on the street and just people are just clam baking it out. It's like, holy shit. I got one searched one time.
2: Did you? In North Carolina. I was driving. How was I driving? I was driving to buddy's girlfriend's house or something like that, dropping her off or whatever. And it was me, my buddy, and his uncle. And I didn't know it at the time, but his uncle had, like, a little roach in his pocket or something like that. That druggie. Up there, everybody drives a little over the line, kind of going through the hills and the mountains and whatnot. Yeah. you, you do, And you I,
1: don't maintain your lane when you're going through snake turns in the hills. No. And I did that, and, I,
2: you know, it's a two-lane road, and I didn't see anybody around me. And all of a sudden, there's a freaking cop behind me. I was like, "What the hell? Where'd he come from?" So and furthermore, I'm sure
1: you passed 13 signs with soft sh- shoulder warnings. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and uh, he pulls me over, and he starts talking to me. I was young. I think I had it's like the first year or two that I had my license. Mm-hmm. And pulls me over, starts going through the rigmarole. So what you doing? Gets all of us, gets all of us out of the car. Starts talking to each one of us, trying to get the story straight and all that stuff, and whatnot. I just told him, like, we're just going back to the house. And then another fucking car pulls up, opens up my shitty little fucking Ford Explorer that I had, opens up the back uh, hatch, had to hold it up with a damn broomstick, hit the cop in the head because he didn't know that. And when you're young and you know all that, my car was just full of junk. Yeah. There's all, all kinds kind of, of shit in there all over the place and it was a beater car, so it was like whatever. <laughs> so they're searching through it and, you know, just kind of lifting stuff and it's like, you know, they're not making a mess because it's already a shithole. And they finally came to me and they're like, Well, we smelled marijuana and I was like, I don't have any of that shit on me. What are you talking about? And uh they ended up letting me go, but I did get a ticket for was it a ticket or I may have got a warning for being left of center? Yeah, of the center line or something like that. But yeah, I, I- was
1: laughing because Gordon had this piece of shit Dodge Omni, and he had a he had a, a a a spell where sometimes that car would not be the cleanest. And we were coming back from somewhere. I think we had spent the day with my dad on his boat, Indian Lake. And at the time, I was actively involved in high school, after <clears throat> school recreational activities that basically we took freshmen and middle schoolers and, you know, try to teach them how to get along without basing each other on financial status and drug use and all that. So I was actively like in a anti-drug program. I even had my shirt on. And Gordon's, an al- Gordon's alternator took a shit. No, it wasn't D.A.R.E. It was a, diff- it was a um, youth something or other. But Gordon's, al- Gordon's battery was dying and his alternator was causing problems and he was concerned with his headlights not working. And so we were driving and he saw a cop a couple of blocks down. So he hung a right. Well, the cop saw him and thought we were being suspicious. And so they pulled down and we made a U-turn was heading out and they pulled us over. And so they start giving us a riot act. Do you have any drugs in the car? No. And I'm showing my shirt. <laughs> like, and Gordon's like, no. And they're like, do you mind if we look? And as he says that, his partner goes. <clears throat> shines a flashlight in the back of Gordon's seat, and the cop said, "Fuck it, your car's too dirty. We're not going to waste <laughs> our time." And they kicked this freak because they didn't want to dig through his pile of shit on oh the back God. floorboards. Uh, it was fucking hilarious. Gordon's probably like, "Thank God I had a dirty car." No, I was fine. I got pulled over, and as I was alluding to earlier, I got pulled over for driving while poor in Newport Beach. I've told this story before, but real quick. It was Sunday. I was going to school for computers. Hang on one second. I'll be right back. Okay. I was going to school for computers, and uh, we went to my beloved Baja Fresh Mm -hmm. in Newport Beach, (laughs) which is right down the street from Irvine, because why not? Hot women in Newport Beach. I'm sorry, Orange County. Um, Yeah, Newport. Mutton Huntington is Newport. And so I'm in my my sweet ass 1992 Ford Escort LX with my twisted, my Jamie Matrox and Monoxide Child stickers on the side windows and my hatchman on the back. And it's one of those sweet ass Ford Escorts with the automatic seatbelt that goes over your shoulder. Remember when that oh, was yeah. like cutting edge, future? Oh, your car's got automatic seatbelts. It's like Tron, it's like the future, man. Exactly. Except for but you, basically
0: had your car labeled. Pull me over.
1: <laughs> yeah, and what made it worse is, as they tend to do, as cars get older and you buy them you use that buy here, pay here lots because you're broke as fuck. Sometimes things don't work, such as the track for the automatic seatbelt. And so my seatbelt stopped right at the elbow of the door jam, mm-hmm. and so I had to release the shoulder mechanism, and I I would wear the the lap strap. And we were sitting at a stoplight and there's a Lincoln, no, there was a Lexus SUV in front of me with a busted out taillight and like had you know, people do that half-ass red tape job which ends up mm-hmm. cracking and so there's just a spiderweb red tape. And I had a guy f- from school with me in the passenger seat. I said, the cop was behind me at it was a red light. I was like, I hope that cop pulls over this SUV in front of us. Light turns green. Cop car lights come on. I laugh. And, uh, as I'm pulling out, I was, I'm moving everything, and he's going to pull over the Lexus. He pulls me over. <laughs> what are you doing? Where are you going? Long story short, driving while poor. Um, he got us out of the car, searched the car for drugs, which obviously he didn't find. Now, at the time when he went to school for A plus M C P and all that stuff, they gave you a cute little fake Naga hide cardboard binder that had to floppy disk in it for your F-disc and your DOS and screwdrivers and just tweezers and basic bullshit. He pops open the hatchback next to my speakers. He pulls out the little black book, little black case. He looks at us like, yeah, I got you, fuckers. He unzips it, and floppy disks fall out, (laughs) tweezers, a little tube of screws, the screw in the the PCI Express slots and shit. Long story short, he comes back, looks at us and says, there's a Baja Fresh and Irvine stay out of Newport Beach and kick this loose. Christ. All because of the appearance of our car and the stickers on them.
0: That's insane.
1: Yep. So I get where some people think that you know they get treated a certain way based on maybe their skin tone or whatever. But a lot of it's just uh, based on your financial Being status. Being young
0: and financial status. And the
1: appearance okay, of which you, you d- make your car look.
0: Yes, how you decorate your car. So, you saw the, speaking of cars, you saw the videos of the new Tacoma. Uh Uh-huh. What I will say with that, because I actually had a video of my generation or the third generation Tacoma next to it, is it still looks like a Tacoma. Unlike the Tundra, which actually when the new Tundra came out, I was like, man, that looks, when I pulled up, because especially the line along the waistline, I was like, man, that actually looks more like a Tacoma than it does Really? Because I think
1: the new Tacoma looks more like a Tundra.
0: Well... What I'm saying is when the new Tundra came out, to me, I thought it looked a lot more like a Tacoma Tacoma than it did the previous Tundra. Because if you look at the waistline on it, it's got that crease. And the new Tacoma has it. Now, the new Tacoma has the grill that's much like the older one. You know, so it's got that. When you sit them next to each other, they look, you could see that it's still a Tacoma.
1: They have a, what is that called? If you put the tundra,
0: Tundra next to your Tundra, they can look completely different.
1: Yeah, they got, like, what's that, the Trail Runner or whatever, the Trail Ranger?
0: No. Trail Hunter.
1: The Trail Hunter has the extended mud flares and all that. It's a bad-looking truck. But if you had a mount... a pro. If you would mount a 30-cal machine gun in the back of that fucking thing, it would look like the Warthog from Halo because all the sharp corners and the stance mm. of it. Well, what they've done, and I don't know, they've actually
0: taken the wheels, the rear wheel, and pushed it back four inches. Uh which gives gives them a, a smaller approach angle and departure angle but it also lengthens the wheelbase and I kind of like the wheelbase where it sits
1: well if you lengthen the wheelbase don't you run the risk of when people are off they what are they high centering co- yeah high backover.
0: center yep but what's interesting about that trail hunter is it comes with full skid plates all the way back through uh the rear diff
1: What's the sticker on that some bitch 80 grand. Who knows? That they're not announced yet. Yeah, that's going to be good. The only
0: way I would consider getting a new Tacoma, because they are bigger inside, is if I say, hey, this is what I got. This is what I'm putting putting down to pay off my Tacoma and to buy it outright. And they say, well, you want a new one? I said, only if I can get it for the current payments I'm paying now.
1: Yeah. I, not as a lease. When I had my 18 Tacoma, I was at Toyota getting my free toil ch- oil change as part of the Toyota Care. Uh-huh. The two-year deal? And they had a beautiful 19 already... P road Pro with the, that year's blue limited edition paint had all this suspension packages on it. The, everything this thing was like as off road pimped out as you could get f- off the Toyota floor without taking it to a specialist. The sticker on that fucker was sixty five thousand dollars for a Tacoma. I was like, holy shit! Oh, that was a Tacoma. Yeah, it was a blue Tacoma. Yeah. I remember sending a posting a picture on Facebook. I, back was, I was like, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's the TRD Pro. So what's interesting, what they've done this year, uh, even with the Pro and the Trail Hunter, is they went out and got with ARB, which is a major off road aftermarket company for the bumpers, mm-hmm. the skid plates, uh, probably the inflator that's in the uh there's a uh compressor built into the um trail hunter edition for when you deflate and reinflate your tires, just is kind of handy to have.
1: But don't you kind of require bead locks for that, or no?
0: You're okay down to about fifteen twenty pounds of pressure uh after that, yeah, you do need bead locks.
1: Have you seen what they um, did to the forerunner?
0: They haven't done it yet i those are just uh those are just um renderings based off renderings based off the new Tacoma yeah yeah, I's what if Katina eventually gets rid of her car and in the next ten years it'll probably be all electric anyway she may get a forerunner. Depending on how things are and how we are, yeah, uh, financially, but, or, uh, no,
1: I or like how it. the standard standard standing of the country and our currency stands.
0: Absolutely. Now, what I will give Toyota credit for is all the way up through the TRD off road, you can get a six speed manual.
1: Yeah, that's nice.
0: You can't in the hybrid versions, which is what the Pro and the Trail Hunter come
1: in. Which you figure would be more standard amongst. Japanese and Mm -hmm. cars of that side of the planet, because a lot more of those uh, developing countries or people tend to drive uh, manual transmission because they used to be cheaper back in the day than automatics. They don't meet
0: the um, they actually get a little less power and a little these days and a little less uh, fuel efficiency, yeah. But yeah, the TRD Pro and the Trail Hunter only come in the hybrid. They're all 2.4-liter four-cylinders twin-turboed across the board or turboed across the board. So the six-cylinder is now officially gone.
1: You've ever heard the phrase when art impersonates life or life impersonates art? Yep. You're a fan of Breaking Bad, right? Yep. Drove right through Albuquerque, too. Remember the episode where they hijacked the train while it was parked on the bridge? Yes. It took like, I don't know, 30 tons of? Methylamine. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you guys up to date on what's going on in the uh, ammonium nitrate market?
0: I think there's some disappearing car that disappeared out of some cars.
1: Art imitating life or life imitating art. And I'm just people like um, we're just sitting around waiting. What's going to go off? Something's, that's what was basically used on the Oklahoma City bombing. Mm-hmm. 30 tons of aluminum nitrate disappeared from a desert bound train. Mm-hmm. Very reminiscent of break, Breaking Bad. An estimated 30 tons of highly volatile aluminum nitrate disappeared from a rail car traveling last month between Wyoming and the Mojave Desert in California. Hmm, frequently, here, around here. frequently used as fertilizer, the compound <laughs> is also infamous for the role in the deadly 1995 Oklahoma City bombing, as well as the massive 2020 explosion in Beirut, Lebanon, that killed over 200 people. In this instance, however, multiple reports indicate Union Pacific Railroad officials believe the cargo accidentally leaked out of the bottom gate of the rail car during its two-week journey across the West. Now, wouldn't that be easy to prove? You'd think so. I'm sure that amount of money is of it. Yeah, but even still, I mean, obviously, it would break down. Let's say it was residue somewhere. Let's say it was like a crystal version, it would break down in the rain, but the amount of ammonium nitrate in the soil would be easily detectable. Yeah, one would think. And if that was to happen, where is that the EPA fine? At all. What sort of EPA fine would be that be for spilling 30 tons of ammonium nitrate, even though it's just going in the soil below the railroad track? But still, I'm sure some of that railroad track travels over drinkable water you sure it wasn't a coyote with a big funnel that said Acme? Yeah, right. According to the New York Times, the Union Pacific spokesperson explained it was not a coyote with a giant Acme funnel, but that the fertilizer transported in pellet form within a covered hopper car akin to coal shipments is designed for ground application and quick soil absorption and should pose no risk to public health and the environment. The shipment you know, they're
0: gonna to have a lot of weeds in the middle of their The tracks. shipment
1: belonged to an explosive manufacturer, Dimo Noble, whose representative also told the Times that they do not currently suspect criminal or malicious activity. We expect it was an oopsie. Union Pacific is reportedly in the early stages of its investigation while the Federal Railroad Administration and the California public... Oh, if it turns out that that shit soaked into California have a nuisance like payday time bitches (laughs) we're gonna sue the shit out of the railroad company because those cats are so goddamn broke they're just waiting they're waiting for a new reason to sue somebody how you feeling mike you got bubble guts (laughs)
0: that's
1: all right so hopefully um no one did steal that
0: calling everybody out tonight
1: hopefully uh no one stole that, and we don't see some danger going on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, happiness comes out of that.
0: Happiness. Hey, did you see that? Um, oh. fuck no, no way is on a show now.
1: Oh, really? Really? Yep.
0: This called like, um,
1: like
2: an automotive show or something. <sighs> I literally
1: just. It's gonna be, be like plan. one of those
2: shitty
0: life hack shows. No, it's not. And now I think we are going to know what he does for a living. It is called Standby. Have to play it I have to play it with the uh the um the whole thing as an ad. I sent it to you, Don. Um, basically for the show. And it's going to be called here it comes here it comes almost there on May the seventeenth at eight o'clock, which has passed. It is called Bush Wreck Rescue.
1: Oh, he's it's funny you bring that up. So he, he's doing one of those like on Discovery. Discovery horrible fucking reality fake recovery shows. Remember Gator hey, toe That's
0: off road recovery is not fake. You
1: know? No, but they used to have what was it, Gator Toe. It was that fake ass toad. Then they had parking wars. Remember parking wars? Where they followed around mm-hmm. the ticket writers in Philadelphia? Yep, and then they had another show. I was thinking about this the other day, and Mike, you probably don't know this. That show, Parking Wars and the Tow Wars, where they go around and repossess people's cars, that was all incorporated into a single pilot. It was the name of the original name of the show was like somebody has to do it or it's a, you know, it's a crappy job something like that. The pilot actually had the tow truck people. They followed around, which ended up going to be Tow Wars. The parking meters in Philadelphia, which, which went on to be parking wars, hence the similarity names. Then they also followed around um, uh, people who serve. Um, you've been served. They serve you fucking court papers and shit. Oh yeah, because that's a horrible job. <laughs> and the creme de la creme. I swear to God, you can probably. I watched it. You can probably find it on YouTube somewhere. The fourth job that they had, they followed around Cape Coral co-compliance officers (laughs) because they got screwed. This is back during the height of the housing bubble for 2008, and you'd see them following the co-compliance officer, and people drive by saying, fuck you, (laughs) and all honking down and screaming at them. But yeah, it sucks so bad to be a Cape Coral co-compliance enforcement officer in the mid-2000s that they included that in as a shitty job on the pilot for that show, which the show wasn't that great, which is why they took the three other jobs and broke them off into into separate TV. Shows, but it's hilarious to know that fucking Cape Coral code compliance officers was featured on a, jo- on a show about shitty ass jobs that people should
0: work. I don't know if I don't. They look so. I'm looking it up real quick, and they're not saying his name on it. So I'm wondering if he was just on like a cameo. Episode. Yeah, he
1: might be doing a cameo.
0: Maybe his shit broke down. What? No way. Because his name is Foxy Sean. Umshied, and it is definitely up in Alberta. Yeah.
1: How do you guys hmm. feel about AI? Is it the best tool ever? Or is this the no. second coming it's of, the term, be the end
0: or... of the Terminator? world. We You're are all going to. Yes, it is Skynet. It is. <sighs> Skynet. Isn't it
1: crazy how money drives people to want to participate in this? Even to the fact that people are going to college to yeah. s- to get degrees in AI. When when Elon Musk and a former head guy from Google are coming out saying, um, we need to check this shit. Because keep in mind, Elon Musk donated money to OpenEye, who came out with ChatGPT. Yep, and now he's like, um. Hmm. Billionaire Elon Musk and ex-Google CEO Eric Schmidt are stepping up warnings about their concerns about the rogue advance in artificial intelligence could be one day have a deadly consequence to humanity. Schmidt argued that AI is, quote, an external risk to humanity that could result in many, 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 many... What is he, the fucking commandant of Police Academy? We had a very, 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 very... But yes, the, the police commandant from Police Academy said that it could be a result in a many, 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 many people harmed or killed. And it be- it, c- it becomes more advanced in the coming years, must compare the potential risk to the doomsday scenario from James Cameron's 1984 sci- uh, sci-fi film, The Terminator. Which makes sense, because more and more people believe in Gordon Mize belief that aliens are actually time travelers from the future trying to figure out when things will arrive. So, you know, we have AI and we have time travelers, so we're almost there. We just need to send Reese back to, no, um, we won't go down that wormhole, because after Terminator 2, if Terminator 2 would have been successful, then John Connor would have never been born to begin with. Now this is fiction. Now this is fiction today, but reason is likely to be true, Schmidt added. And when that happens, we want to be ready to know how to make sure these are not, I'm sorry, uh, misused by evil people. And that's the thing. It's not like AI is just going to inherently turn evil. AI is as responsive as the person who programs them. All it takes is an evil asshole to program one, and Bob's your uncle. And so every day... I tell the young man at work, I'm glad I'll be dead before most of this shit happens, but you'll have to deal with it. (laughs) Every day I get more and more happy that I was born in the late 1800s, or 1900s as the kids say. But I don't know, man, It's, it's weird. I will say, you know, chat GPT does definitely have its advantages. Yeah, have you played with it at all? Oh, I use it all the time. Actually, use it to write two monologues for what's the scuttle about last week. I'll just say, write me than you do. I say, write me a monologue on this topic. Mm-hmm. Include this, this, and this, and it comes back. And then I say, okay, remove the line about this, add in this. And the reason I call it chat g- Chat GPT is it works as if you are talking to somebody, like you are dictating to your secretary. You have to talk to it in a chat type format, and it remembers your conversation, so you can go back to that conversation. And like, I don't like the line about this on paragraph four on page five, and it'll rewrite that paragraph. It's pretty cool. And so, yeah, I actually I use it quite a bit. Um, if you look at the uh, my Instagram and Facebook page, my post about uh, mail call being a new feature on the What's the Scuttlebutt page, if you like, that writing doesn't sound like Don. No, what now? It's Chat GPT. <laughs> I had to type. I said, make me a social media post contain. I, I basically said I want to say this. Actually, I paste it in there in quotes. What I want to say, then I I just said, please write this in a social media post format, and then I deleted some of the lame terminology they used. But yeah, those posts are pretty much. I took my ID, idea, put it in chat, chat GPT, and it put it out in a better formatted version, so it doesn't sound like my dumbass is the one typing it up. And so it definitely has its benefits. Uh, you ever ask yourself who can I sue? No. Why not? Everybody's suing. I'm not that guy.
0: It's a sue-happy world
2: we what live if, in.
1: What if you bought a Hyundai or a Kia and someone stole your car, Gordon? Who should be well, responsible would for never your... own a Hyundai or a Kia, so... But if you did, you're coming up, you're in your 30s, you're struggling, you're getting by, you want a new car, you go out and buy yourself a Honda or Kia and someone steals it. Who's responsible for it getting stolen?
0: Well, you're dumbass for leaving it in the fucking driveway.
1: Possibly. Yeah. Maybe the guy who stole it. Well, duh. No, no, no. You're so old-fashioned. I Cleveland, are going after Hyundai. They're Cleveland, after Seattle, Hyundai. St. Louis, and at least five other cities have alleged that automakers did not install anti-theft technology to cut costs. The, the decisions that made cars easier to steal and their cities less safe. Officials said the lawsuit does not specify how, uh, how much the cities want Kia and Hyundai to pay in damages. Yeah, the ve- they didn't have
0: the disconnect key like your normal car does.
1: The vehicle doesn't have, well, okay. Could not we speculate, hypothesize, or theorize that maybe TikTok and YouTube are just as responsible for making those videos where kids talk about how easily it is <laughs> to steal those cars?
0: Yeah, at what point is freedom of speech? So- okay, now you're just doing something illegal. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we can kind of go after you, you know? But you're literally showing people how to steal somebody's hard-earned vehicle.
1: But I don't remember Toyota getting sued. Mm-mm. Toyota Camry for like 10 years was the most widely stolen car through the fucking in the country because it was, that easy, was a Civic and uh, so is the F-150 actually. So it's just insane that this isn't a class action lawsuit. No, the cities are suing. We're going to sue you guys because your cars are easily stolen. Do you know what they do with the stolen uh, Hyundai and kiosks? They probably part them out.
0: They literally ditch them somewhere after they cut off the catalytic converters. <laughs> They're stealing them for the catalytic converters. That's fucking insane.
1: Oh, that was the other. That was the other thing. There was a video leading up to this lawsuit. I'm even this lawsuit. There's this fantastic video of AOC going after Hyundai and Kia. Tell me you've never worked on a car without telling me you've never worked on a car. She said it was their fault for engineering the cars where the catalytic converters were easy to get to.
0: That's why Toyota Tacoma is one of the number one, is on the top ten list for it, because it's easy to get to.
1: But where do you want to run your super hot environmental cleaning system? You want to run it right underneath
0: the floorboard? And To be quite (laughs) honest, most cars have two or three of them on them, though.
1: And they're not exactly easy to get to. They're easy if you're motivated by meth to get to, but the normal person would think that's a shitty job to climb under a fucking car in a driveway with a DeWalt sawzall at yeah. four in the morning and well, lop that shit off. In
2: in older vehicles, they used to be in a more convenient location for people to steal them, but nowadays they're putting them up, you know, behind the uh,
1: front wheels and shit like that. Yeah, if the engine's in sideways, the- yeah, they can put it. On the, yeah. um, in front of they the. They
0: actually make, um, I, I know for Tacoma specifically, they have a Cadillac, catalytic converter shield that you can put on to keep people from getting at it.
1: Have you seen the, um, the fun photos coming out of, like, California and Nevada from the mechanics where they'll have the car up on the lift, like, rotate their tires and they'll see, like, rebar blowing <laughs> around the catalytic converter and all this shit to slow people down.
0: Well, the Oscar Mayer Wainer Mobile was here in town and got lost its catalytic converter.
1: Uh, this is fucking. At my uh,
2: new shop, we had all of our box trucks gone.
1: But where are they taking them?
0: Well, that's the thing. They got to get these scrapyards on board. To, well, see, to, here uh, in
1: Florida, the scrapyards are treated and have to follow the same rules as pawn shops. When you same go, here. when you go down, everything's to, ID. Yeah, ID, and they, here in Florida, they take your fucking thumbprint, and every that's single why one. Run it out of state, then. And every single one, they have to submit the your receipt, what you traded in, everything to the cops. Especially mm-hmm. if you're bringing in like AC condensers and you ever notice a stack of aluminum ladders at the scrapyard? Funny how those things always end up over there. It's because yeah, they're on but, the street. But I
2: think, you know, meth heads are evolving, man. Like
0: They're turning into super the, meth heads now. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because I've I've broken down a fucking catalytic converter before. It's not hard. You cut that bitch off. You take a damn post, jam it through the center of it, and break all that shit
1: up. And then all you got to do is sift through it for the precious metals. Welcome to meth made easy with Mike here on the What's in Your Head podcast. (laughs) But
2: that's (sighs) the same thing with like uh, motherboards and shit like that. You know, taking the gold pins and you know people scrap the shit out of old
1: computer computer towers. That's what doesn't make sense to me. You know how long that takes. To to yeah. pull like a half a cunt hair's worth of gold out of a motherboard, it's like, dude, I spent forty hours a week. You could have got a job working part time as a door greeter at Walmart and made more money than what you made trading in that that melted down material at the motherboard. You spent eight and a half hours to do one. It's yeah. like you're, you're, what is your time worth? What is your lungs worth? You're breathing that shit in. You spend all those hours melting it down. You take it to the scrapyard. And Gordon and I talked about this before. You see these guys that have these beat up trucks. They're out on trash every day. Go to different areas and have the trash day. And they're mm-hmm. just loading shit in their trucks and they're driving down. And as somebody who had to collect computers and shit, you know, I've been to. I got a wholesale account at Hull Scrap for all the shit I had to take down there. I would literally take truckloads of shit down there and walk out with 15, 20 bucks. It's like, dude, what are you guys doing? You're probably barely making enough to cover your gas and your time. Just go out and get a basic-ass job. You can make more money than driving eight hours a day pulling people's trash out. I don't get it. I Well, you can't stop and drink in the middle of the day when you're working at Walmart. I guess. That's the problem. And that's the, that's the truth of it. Oh, so a buddy of mine he's going to hockey games with. Called him John. He was the guy. People laugh at us because I'd wear my Penguins jersey. He would wear his Flyers jersey. You guys aren't supposed to get along. He uh, messaged me. He lives out in Denver now. He messaged me about an update in his family, and you know I haven't talked to him in a couple of years. How you doing? Fine. He said, like, "Yeah, I'm." A... I said, "You're in Denver, huh?" He said, like, "Yeah." I said, "I hope you live far enough out to stay away from the Kooks." He said, like, "I'm dead nuts in the middle of them all." He said, "I'm." was driving for Lyft for a short period of time because he lives in Denver as someone who's going to walk amongst the public. Lyft made him take, watch a 35 minute video with follow-up on how to make people feel inclusive and comfortable in your car, both in your car and in the community. (laughs) Uh, Pretty crazy for 1099 employee. Yeah. I told him, I said, the hell with that noise. I said, I drove Uber for a short period of time during the pandemic because they were desperate and paying money. I said, the last time I did, I made no money. The only remotely funny thing happened to me is I got to drive home a very prominent lawyer who tends to put their family on TV commercials whose son was shit-faced drunk after his graduation party stumbling down the street on Fort Myers Beach. and had to drive him down south. (laughs) And the kid was very proud of who his dad was. I said, other than that, nothing ever exciting happened. It just wasn't worth it, so I quit. But, yeah, so uh, State Farm has stopped accepting new customer applications for some kinds of Kias and Hyundais, citing a rise in cost. The irony of buying a low-budget car, you have to pay more in insurance. I guess it comes down to, do you want to buy a brand-new Kia or a five-year-old Camry at a used car lot? (laughs)
0: Take the Camry any
1: day. Yeah, especially nowadays, because cars last a whole lot longer than they used to could. Yep. Oh, before the show, I made a comment. They don't make shit like they used to. Anybody who grew up...
0: anybody, Ain't that the truth.
1: Well, it's the truth, but I had a realization as I said that, especially after Gordon mentioned the show Candy, which the houses look very similar to my house I'm sitting in right now, my 1960s chic den, drinking my, my uh, bourbon and Diet Coke, or regular Coke, But if you're 40, 50, 55, you're watching Candy, and you're like, my mom had that, my grandmother had that, my aunt had that, yeah, they don't make shit like they used to, because they used to make a minimum amount of shit that everybody had to buy. You didn't have the selection. (laughs) So what you had was made by a select few manufacturers, and the shit did last, but you had a hell of a lot less selection. That's why you see the picture on Facebook of the white suede couch that had... Pictures of the orange saw uh, mills and like river and covered bridges, and everybody in your family in the 70s and 80s had that fucking couch because there was only so many people making shit back then that everybody had at least something out of that house. So it's true. Oh, we just lost Gordon. It's a night of first. Usually it's my camera that drops out. Huh. And I was going to ask him if he's ready to do the news. But uh you I have any on uh, well since Gordon's gone you got anything you want to wrap the show up with? You, you have some things you've been wanting to get off your, your mouth? Yeah, I got a couple of things here. Uh let's see. We'll get into that. Um
2: ooh, boat stuff. Boat stuff. Boat. Sure. Uh, I uh finally got the damn motor running on the boat, which is exciting. Next thing on the list to do for that is I got to get the wiring all done because I'm a psychopath. Um, yeah, uh, the the boat probably is going to get moved from point A to point B. And we will be uh, probably doing a lot more northern stuff as far as the boat and fishing and stuff like that. Uh, probably going out of like Peace River and Charlotte Harbor and all that because
1: not quite as much shit in the water yeah
2: upstairs, there is down here
1: that's the benefit of kayak fishing we don't have to worry about the nastiness f- clogging up our fucking filtration systems on our engines yep um other than that
2: uh let's see we have a bachelor weekend coming up Woo-hoo. when's that <laughs> that's sometime in uh october
1: that ain't coming up that's far out coming up to me is like june july Give me a fucking break. You know as
2: well as I do that this world spins a hell of a lot faster than it it used to.
1: Yep. Um, and now for the what's in your head podcast tiktok lesson of the week
3: this morning it was announced that the european union has fined meta a record 1.3 billion dollars for violating eu privacy laws by transferring the personal data of facebook users to the united states while this is the largest fine ever levied like this by the eu what makes it even more interesting is that during all of this meta has also been lobbying the u.s government to ban tiktok insinuating that ByteDance is doing what meta has been shown to already be doing repeatedly and This isn't even the first time Zuckerberg's company has agreed to pay fines for this kind of thing. Last December, Meta agreed to pay $725 million in connection to the Cambridge Analytica scandal. And while Meta didn't admit to any wrongdoing, it did say that it's revamped its approach to privacy over the years, though apparently not. This morning's announcement is just another example of how U.S. lawmakers are actually more interested in villainizing TikTok, the platform that lets people communicate and spread information in ways never before seen, while those same publicly elected lawmakers protect Meta, because even Though they have actually been shown to do what TikTok is only accused of, politicians can directly benefit from Facebook's practices. Remember how many political ads you saw on Facebook and how targeted it all was? How many of those ads have you seen on TikTok? And that's what our leaders seem so scared of, the fact that they cannot control what you see or pay to get themselves in front of you. People like me can't reach the masses on meta platforms without paying the fees, and that's by design, so only the chosen few who can afford to pay can decide what the public actually gets to see and hear.
1: And this has been the What's In Your Head Podcast TikTok Lesson of the Week. And if the ending part of that sounds familiar, it's because when I started going on TikTok, I said it was because I got tired of putting all this time and effort and posting shit on Facebook and Instagram, even though I have like 1,000, 1,500 viewers, and Facebook come back saying, hey, 12 people saw this, but if you pay us $10, we'll make sure 200 people see it. And so, yes. And it's amazing when you actually look to see how many politicians own stock in Meta it all falls in line but back to you mike
2: <laughs>
1: uh, i'm lost now <sighs> i'm not just train right off the track pick it up pick it up pick it up i got nothing to follow up that lesson with that's all right i got something to follow that up with and that is bedtime I went
2: from bachelor weekend to your TikTok lesson of the week. And then
1: next on my list was fishing stuff. <laughs> we'll hit the fishing stuff next weekend. Uh, Gordon's That's internet logged good. out. He dropped off. I want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support. Please head over to what's in your com or D hyphen dot com and click on that Patreon link, sign up and subscribe. And if you haven't done so yet, please head over to YouTube and like, and subscribe there. Watch our videos. It doesn't cost you a thing. It'll go a long way to help us what we do here. For myself, Gordon, and Mike, we will talk to you all next week. This has been a Digital 410 production.